Ciao a tutti. Hi, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Touchline Podcast. Uh, in, in, in our group, we have uh, one very, very excited Alex. Right oh, yeah, boys. Hey, champions of the world, baby. Champions of the world. On, hey. on what was a very, very solid game. Very, very great game. Uh, yeah, I would say, but I mean... Anyways, we'll talk about it afterwards. It's the typical Chelsea game, but anyways, we'll talk about it afterwards when I have Man. five minutes to just rant, as I usually like to do. <sighs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, it was a great weekend. Uh, well, for me, uh, obviously, Sanj, I mean, it's, I mean, I want to say it's a bad weekend for you. But, well, uh, for me, no, not at all. I mean, it, uh, I mean, y- yes and no, depending on yeah. how you look at it. You know, yes and no, like usual. Could have been worse. Could yeah, been exactly. Worse. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I mean, we got we finally got some EPL games back last week, uh, midweek and uh, on the weekend. Uh, we also got some Syria again. Thank God. So everything's back. Uh, Afcon's done. Everything's back. Thank God. Uh, we're back to the crazy soccer schedule with Champions yeah. League having happening this week uh, and next week. Uh, obviously, games uh, in the weekend and midweek again. Uh, a lot of exciting games to look forward. A lot of great football, hopefully, to watch. And uh, I mean, look, uh, great. We had great football last week, which we're going to talk about. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, let. I think we should start off with Syria because it's kind of like, I don't know. Just yeah, I feel no, like last we'll, time we'll, I started, so you, go for it. I'll give you. We'll, I'll give you the stats. We'll, we'll go through it. I mean, listen, <laughs> we're we're going to start off on an interesting and maybe uplifting note. Is that there were only two red cards this week in the Syria? So vastly down to what we're used to, like the seven or eight, and that's player red card. That doesn't count for what happens after the fact. Oh my god! So uh, I, I, I guess it's kind of going in the right direction. <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, you know, uh, I'll, I'll definitely take that uh, that info any day of the week. But yeah. uh, I, I mean, listen, we're, we'll start off. Uh, you know, it started off on Saturday early morning. It was Lazio versus Bologna, three nil. Uh, listen, it was one-way traffic. Not that Bologna kind of played astronomically bad, but the quality was evident for everybody. So, you know, 3 nothing, easy-peasy, but Bologna did kind of fight. But, you know, when you have to deal with Immobile and stuff, like you're just not going anywhere. Well, so yeah. that kind of went down. But again, it's, you know, 3 nothing is a bit flattering. Like I said, Bologna, for sure, like quality-wise, is never going to win it. But... They, they had their moments. But wait, uh, just give me a sec. I'm going to put a little asterisk. Uh, dealing with Immobile in Serie A, like we have to say in Serie A because with Italy, I mean, it's not bad with Italy, but I mean, in Serie A, the guy's a monster. The guy, I feel like he's always in the top three goal scoring, if not always winning the most goals in the league. He always scores the most goals in the league for some reason. That's what I feel like Immobile has been years. He's just he's, been it's just City always there. It's, it's he's a city he's built for City and that's where it ends, which is you know kind of crazy to me to think about. And even you know as like a, a listener, let's say like it's it's strange to kind of say that someone is only good in one dimension and his is unfortunately this because he did he did go to Dortmund. I mean there was so yeah. much promise from when he went and I, I think Klopp was still there too. Yeah, so, yeah, so like if, if if you don't fit into Klopp's system, which like a- any forward genuinely excels in, oh, yeah. there's a fucking problem. And I think you know that's kind of it. So, I mean, whatever. He's back in CDI. He's scoring goals literally on a game basis. It it is what it is. He can't do it anywhere else. 
it's just the way it goes, man. It's I, I mean, look, it's like Balotelli, right? Balotelli oh, on the international man. stage, bro, is a stud. Club yeah. club wise, he's still good, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's so not, it's it's yeah. weird. It, it's weird how this sport works and how athletes work. There, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, it's all about managers and tactics and it's all That's about strategy, it. man. That's it. And then we had the one of the other marquee matchups, obviously Inter Napoli, ended up finishing off one one. Uh, honestly, it was a pretty good game. I, th- a lot of people are saying Inter didn't play very well, but I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little indifferent about it. I don't think they played garbage. I don't think they played amazing. Hmm. We could have won. Uh, I found that Inter was very scared to shoot a lot of times. Like if you watch uh, any of the replays, they kind of work it into the box, but they don't shoot. Like they're kind of looking for that perfect FIFA play, you know, like you walk it in the box kind of shit. Yeah, the uh, perfect play. The perfect that's play. it. So it's it just didn't work. It, it could have been a lot better. Uh, Martinez was nowhere to be found. I'm starting to be really, really worried. Uh, we seem so much more threatening with Alexis Sanchez on the field. Uh, him and Dumfries, for some reason, on that uh, right wing, are just something else. Like it's it's really really ridiculous. There, there's it no worries about it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the way they link up. Like, it, it's weird. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I mean, long may it continue, but the fact that Martinez has yet to score an open play this year is very, very worrying. Wait, he hasn't scored? No, that can't be a thing. I'm telling you, an open play he has not scored yet. Not not this year. But how many goals does he have? Doesn't he have, like, double-digit goals? No, no not yet. There. Uh, I mean, he's probably not that far off. Him and Zeko kind of – oh, well, no, yeah, he has yeah, Martinez more has than Zeko. Yeah, so – yeah, I was going to say 12. So there you go. But yeah. he has not scored an open play yet this year. It is becoming a very, very serious worry. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to complain because Dzeko's phenomenal. He's showing it every fucking game that he's scoring. Like, he's still got it. But you can only, re- like, rely on a 30-year-old striker so long. You know what I mean? <laughs> so see. it's like yeah. Mar- Martinez has to kind of find something. The quality is obviously there. Everyone knows he's a superstar uh, striker. So he's it, it. They have to work out whatever the problem is because it, it can bite us in the ass later on. Uh, for that reason, I believe that it does play a huge role in the fact that we didn't beat Napoli or even had trouble against AC Milan because AC mm-hmm. Milan who was non-existent. Not that I blame him because it was internationals, but it's like, listen, you're everyone knows that you're kind of the focal point, so you kind of have to do something, and he was doing nothing. And Milan's defense isn't that extraordinary, mm-hmm. so. You know, not, like him not scoring at Napoli maybe made a little bit more sense because, like, you thought to deal with Koulibaly and stuff. And him and Zeko fought all night, which was phenomenal. But it is what it is. Listen, it's not a loss. Milan's ahead by, uh, of us by one. We'll get to them in, you know, 30 seconds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is what it is. So, I mean, That's our what... next game is uh, Venezia-Torino. It ended 2-1 for Venezia, so it's very good for them. Uh, they are still in the bubble, but between like 18th and I think fourth, uh, 16th or 15th, it's like two points. So if they win their next game or even just tie, they're out of the bubble of being relegated. So, you know, good on them. They got a red card, but it was at the end of the game. So it's like, obviously, like honestly, as irrelevant as it gets. But uh, 2-1 there. And then here we are with Milan Sampdoria. Uh, I mean, shots on target, I think they had like eight Milan. So, you know, Samp weathered the storm for as long as they could, but it is what it is. But what's funny is, you know, when you look, when we look deeper into their stats, like passes, accuracy, and all that, they were actually better than AC Milan is. Yeah. So this 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 constantly comes back to what I've been saying since the beginning is that they might be winning, but there's nothing 
like they're not blowing up anyone's skirts. Like, yeah. Okay, cool. You're winning, but you won only one nothing, and you only had more shots on target than Sampdoria did. Everything else, you weren't better. So it's I, I don't know. It's strange, but again, you know, they're one point ahead. It is what it is. The scoreboards don't lie. The standings don't lie. It sucks, but it's listen. It's still early days at uh, the second half of the year. Yeah. Uh, like we said, their their last like month and a half is extremely extremely difficult. So and there's no way that they're gonna go the rest of the year without any hiccups. I mean, I think that just, especially with their debt, their debt problem they have. Uh, it's kind of like even if because it it it'll literally come down to one injury. If they have one crucial injury, let's say let's say knock on wood, Cassie gets injured. Yeah, exactly. Can they replace him? Uh, and and, and it's to be fair, extremely hard. To be fair, Kessie didn't play that well. I don't think his heart is there anymore. He's no, nah, he's his head's outside. It's normal. Uh, I mean, he's that's really what happens usually. But yeah, he's well. Where's he? Where's he? Uh, rumored to go again? I heard uh, it. He might be going to I mean, maybe. Inter is there. Juve is there. Barcelona. Uh, I heard Liverpool. Liverpool will be an Spurs. insane pickup for him. Oh yeah, he's not going to Spurs. He's not going to Spurs. Nobody wants to go to Spurs. I'm sorry, Conte, you're good. Nobody wants to go to Spurs. As we saw with Triori, Triori, I think, rejected, I think it was, what, 200K contract with them, mm-hmm. and then went to Barcelona for 15K. Yeah. So it screams a lot, man. Um, yeah. I mean, Kessie, I, I think Kessie's going to end up going to Liverpool, be a replacement for Fabinho, even though when I talk about Fabinho afterwards, uh, it's going to be an interesting summer. It's going to be oh, a yeah, very sure. interesting summer. Yeah, there's, there's going to be some movement, so it's going to be interesting. But Kessie, I mean, again, AC Milan may have won. There wasn't anything astronomical about it. But if you particularly kind of pay attention to Kessie, he, he's not in it like he used to be. And again, do you really blame me? He's not going to be there anymore. So it is what it is. Exactly. Uh, the next game was Verona Udinese. Uh, honestly, I, I did actually pick Verona to win this game, and they, they pretty much smoked it. They did kind of... Uh, like Conte Inter, where it was just counterattacks. They, like, statistically, they were way worse than Udinese, but whenever they had their chance, they got it. I think they had five or six shots on goal, and you have four goals. So they just, they got their chances, they counterattacked, and they destroyed Udinese, and and that's it. So it keeps them, everyone mid-level. I, I thought it was going to be a little closer than that, but, I mean, listen, good for Verona. 4-0 is always fun. <laughs> It's always cool when a team kind of decimates like that. Well, and then course. we move on to uh, Genoa Salernitana. It ended 1-1. So uh, not really the best result for Salernitana. I mean, they desperately need wins. Uh, they're still dead last at this point. Uh, unfortunately, it seems to be kind of the trend that they're going to go down. It is what it is. Uh, but it, it, it was honestly, it was an even match game. From statistics, and even if you kind of sit back and watch it, it was a highly entertaining back and forth game where no real team had more than the other, did more. It was even keel, it was pretty entertaining. So it, it goes to show that, you know, even these kind of, let's say, low level games, quote unquote, they can be pretty entertaining. And they, they definitely proved it. I thought it was entertaining. Well, usually, usually it's bottom, bottom teams, usually, because even my dad's always said it. it's like these bottom teams you'll usually find them most exciting because they need the wins. It's it's yes on to, on the top four usually when they play games and they need wins it's like okay one nothing two nothing is kind of expected but the, these bottom teams that don't usually win games it's mm-hmm. they give it literally their hundred percent mm-hmm. the whole ninety minutes. It's like let's see it in the Prem, Man City, Man City 
maybe one out of like six games, they're going to be full uh, 100% until the 90th minute. But these lower tier teams, they can't afford to take out the front because they're already struggling. Even if they're, they're up one nothing, two nothing, they still have the risk, which is always exciting because they always push, they always push, which I mean, look, that's football, man. You you have to it's, play to stay up. It's the beauty of it, right? And and it yeah. sucks because it, it's like it's like a business or something. You never want to see another team fail, go under, like go down. You know what I mean? But yeah. like you said, some of these games that that fight brings out the best in the quality of even these like lower tier guys. So it, it's it was a lot of fun, honestly. Like I said, it was one of those where you kind of look at it, you think it's gonna be blah, but it was actually not bad. So it was a lot of good back and forth. They were evenly matched. It, it was fun. So for a neutral, it, it's an enter- it, was, it was an entertaining game for sure. Uh, and then the next round would be Empoli Cagliari. Uh, finished 1-1 again. Cagliari played a bit better, but quality-wise, they were kind of the same, to be honest. I think they I think they both had five or six shots on net. There was nothing crazy. Possession-wise, I think Cagliari had maybe a bit more. But again, even Kiel, uh, just as entertaining. There were some really sweet stops on that game, to be honest with you. And uh, again, it just goes to show, well, not that both of them are like garbage teams standing-wise or in the middle, but uh, it, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And then uh, we move on to uh, the controversial Sassuolo-Roma. Uh, it ended 2-2. Uh, I mean, Roma actually played really decently. Uh, it might have honestly been one of their better games of the season so far, even if it was a tie. Uh, at the end of the game, more or less, I think it was the 80-odd minutes that Swirl got that red card, so it was kind of irrelevant. Uh, your boy Tammy Abraham actually scored, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I just saw and that. He was on the list. I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, but Every other week. than that, I mean, Roma played better, and they just – there's a lot of work, man. They're, like, we, we talk about a long-term project here, and it's absolutely a Roma. And yeah, but Mourinho kind of throwing everyone under the bus isn't helping either. <laughs> yeah, but I, I find with I don't know if you I don't know if the people are aware about the 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 locker room exchange that came out. Apparently, he comes in and he's like, "Oh, if you don't, I think it's like, oh, why do you guys always choke against the big teams?" Blah blah yeah. blah. I think it was last week. But honestly, like from what I've seen from that, it's kind of like I don't know how to say, but it's like as a football, like let's say as an athlete, I will be in that room and I hear that. To me, it's not. It will motivate me more than anything because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, my coach is already telling me that I'm really choking against the biggest of teams, and if you look at the games, I mean, they are. They, yeah, they don't. Yeah. They don't win it. I mean, they win against the teams they should, and then they lose against that. The, they lose against the teams that they should. It's like the teams they're supposed to win against, they'll win most of the time, but the teams that they should be losing. They always lose, which is, I find Mourinho's point. And to me, it's people bitching about it and be like, oh, he's very like, oh, it's too much. But no, it's not too no, much. It's not. it's not too much. It's these guys are going to pay millions. And at the end of the day, these players are responsible for Mourinho's career too. It's like, if they lose, it's on Mourinho. If, yeah, if let's say they're going to five and lose, who's going to get, they can't sack all the players. That's it. You're gonna not going to sack the player. So... Nowadays we're gonna I'll talk about Manu a bit because uh, stuff came out last week again, and it's like players are getting too sensitive, and we're, I find media's trying to are trying to protect the players too much nowadays. Which, anyways, I'll talk about afterwards. But yeah. that's my little quick point on Roma. 
Malaysia. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, they they said all this stuff, and even again, going back to your point against Inter, where it finally came, like he quote unquote said all this shit. He kind of came, he came out himself and said, like, this isn't at all what happened. So, yeah, you know, listen, the 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 locker room of a soccer team is hyper sacred, and shit will never leak out. Well, so even even if become... Mourinho did the Fergie hair dryer treatment, players will not break the 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 secrecy the, seal, the, the yeah. sacredness of what goes on in the fucking locker room. Yeah, it so, should they shouldn't. But the thing is, is as we said, like Barcelona has the same problem. Manu has the same problem. There's somebody in there that leaks information. Mm. Which, well, again, whether or not that's true or not is its own story. Exactly. But also, it, it does. I th- I think everyone is kind of accepting that there will be some sort of like genuine max exodus of Roma. Uh, you know, like I said, when we talk long-term projects, like Roma is a fucking long-term project. And if they really are going for broke and they're kind of doing like the Montreal Canadiens where everything and everyone is on the board to get out if they want out, this is going to be wild. Like Zaniolo is being tipped to going to Juve and as we've seen numerous times where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. yeah. So you, you never know here. But, you know, speaking of Juve, we go on to the other marquee and final matchup. It's a Juve-Atalanta. Honestly, Juve got really lucky here. Uh, Again, they didn't deserve it. It was, like, last second. Atalanta was all over them. Uh, Allegri's substitutions were late, were, frankly, stupid. Uh, And I'm not worried about Juve. Like cool, you tied Atalanta. They're probably going to make a push and most likely finish in third. But honestly, the way they played against Atalanta, Allegri being the way that he was and the tactical setup and how he brought on, when he brought on, it, it didn't make sense. Like, Atalanta are themselves also struggling right now. So, but Juve made, you know, two massive moves over the winter and Allegri is still having a serious problem setting them up and getting them to move forward. So I, I think Max came in and he is a bit a bit like Conte with the Spurs. He's in way over his head to an extent he wasn't expecting. Yeah, like that, so I, go, I think that's facts. I mean, like we've said before, you kind of go into a Juve team, you're expecting such great players, such you're expecting to go into a team that has a winning mentality, especially Juve, like the likes of Juve, which is, I mean, it's kind of obviously like the biggest team in Italy, well, mm-hmm. history, whatever. I mean, I know mm-hmm. you're an Inter fan, but it's kind of like it's like with us with Manu, you know, it's like it's the biggest team in Italy. So you're expecting to go in and this team having winning mentality, whatever, but they have so many problems inside. There's le- even with the leakings, like even they have, like, it's just something that, like, they're shocked. And I'm going to get into this afterwards. Latin had a quote for, yes, Manu again, like, but it's like, <laughs> obviously but it's like you go into you go into this big uv team and you see like your midfields your midfields like just mid it's just bluff your strikers are bluff i mean yes they signed uh blavovic which Mm. good and then your best player diabella is in this kind of like contract fucking argument for some reason even though the guy deserves every single fan every penny deserves 100 percent but uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, he he. I'm guessing he went in thinking like, oh, this is gonna be like you know, I can bring in UV, blah blah blah. 
it's not the same. City is not what it was when he left. Like that's no. that's it. And 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 when you think about it, he didn't leave that fucking long ago. No, he didn't. You know what I mean? So it, it, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, listen, as an Inter fan, obviously it's it's fun for me to watch, but it's just I don't know. There's there's something about Allegri's way of setting up the teams. Uh, like I said, his subs baffled me, especially at the times that they were kind of being thrown on. Uh, I don't know. There was just a lot of weirdness all around. I, I don't know. I don't know what Alexi's trying to, uh, what Max Allegri is trying to do. I think he's just desperately still trying to find a system where he can kind of fit everyone in, which is impossible. All right, you can't, you can't. But uh, that, it is what it is. It 1-1, honestly. And I have some UV friends who even they admitted that they didn't really deserve that win. So it, They've fallen very far from the tree. Like the them too, it's a big a big rebuild project. Uh, obviously, with the likes of Dusan and you know Dybala on your team, yeah. it takes a little stress off your shoulders. But you know their midfield is in shambles and their backline is old. Like they're they're not aging; they're old. Fuck, you know I can't I mean? stand so, McKenny, man. Fuck, and it is what it is. But we'll. we'll <sighs> We'll move on to the last City game, which yeah. was actually today. It was Fiorentina versus La Spezia. Uh, 2-1. Uh, Fiorentina is definitely missing Dusan because this is a game that they should have completely ripped and smoked. But, you know, it's still 2-1. They still took their points and they're running with it. So it, it, it went as you expected. Fiorentina had everything. Spezia just kind of hung on as long as they humanly could, and that's that. Uh, Fiorentina... I mean, they're, listen, they're out of the European spots. I don't know if they're going to get back in with the uh, Dusan gone, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Spezia is pretty much safe, safe from going down, bar, you know, a total meltdown, but it's still early. So, nah, they, I doubt it. From that's table, it. You can look I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And, you yeah. know, Les City has the same three top teams. You have Milan, who's in yeah. first, Inter is one point behind, and Napoli is two points behind. And then the nearest person is Juve at 46, and Atlanta behind them at 44. So... Yeah. The teams we, we said we'd have a very clear picture of in February is shaping up. Obviously, our loss to Milan is making it that much easier for AC to kind of keep a stranglehold. But again, uh, I'm still not seeing anything from them that's really screaming, they're going to roll, they're, they're going to take it over, you know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. So. I, I don't foresee them doing like Inter last year where at the turn of the new year, they literally went on, I think, 12 straight without losing. So <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to happen. So we'll see. I mean, listen, I, I want that second start. That's all I got to say. <laughs> You're that fucking second start. I want that second start, guys. That's, that's it. That's all there is to guess it. Who did, guess who did get a start this? Uh, I mean, who did sort very of get a nice start, start this? At that. This is where... The transition happens, boys. The champions of the world, Chelsea. Now, look, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna talk about this first because it's it's not the prem. It was the Club World Cup, which uh, it's kind of like. Is it a big tournament to celebrate? Is it not? It has the name, but it doesn't. It's if you guys don't know what the Club World Cup is, basically the champions of every continent on earth, practically. Uh, Every time, so basically, the the champions of South America, the champions of Africa, the champions of Asia, they all play in a tournament, and uh, essentially, the winners declare the champions of the world. And Chelsea won, two uh, one against Palmeiras. Uh, I mean, it's a typical Chelsea game. It was did we dominate? Technically, uh, but it was the same thing. Like we just there was our just our attack wasn't working, uh, as usual. 
I mean, Lukaku scored. He hit double digits this year. Good, thank God. Uh, and then the rest of the game was just more Chelsea was playing with the ball uh, left and right as usual as we do. And uh, chances here and there. Palmeiras had a couple of chances. But it was really just a tight game. Uh, just a lot of passing. And then uh, played extra time. 117th minute. Palmeiras handball in the box. And then Cesar Espiliqueta picks up the ball. And you see the Palmeiras players are talking shit to him. There's two or three on him just talking shit. You have the goalie talking to Cesar Espiliqueta because everybody thought he was taking the penalty because he had the ball. And then literally right before the kick was supposed to happen, turns around, gives the ball to Havertz. Havertz, nobody was talking to him. He's calm. He's ready. 117th minute comes up. Coldest penalty you'll see. 117th minute of the final. He goes up. No problem. Finesses it. Bottom left. Wins the final as he does. And uh, we're claiming champions of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, am I happy? Of course. But it, as I said before, it's do we deserve to be where we are? With our play, no. Like, uh, I'm just straight up about it. I'm not going to be, oh, my God, we're the best team. No, we're not the best team in the world by far. Like, well, this, this new champion, this new patch on your chest kind of says you are, so. <laughs> I mean, this new patch on our chest says that we're a top five team, like, all time. Because it was, I think it's us, Juve, Barca, Real, and Bayern are the only ones, on the only teams to have won literally every single title you could win as, like, like, Chelsea's won every single title we could possibly win, mm. which is crazy to think that people are saying that we have no history, but, yeah, we're the only English side that achieves that. Like, you have the likes of Man U, you have the likes of Liverpool, you have the likes of Man City that's never achieved that. And then Chelsea that supposedly has no history, which I don't blame them to say that. We've literally been a team for 20 – like, we've been a relevant team for – what, 20 years now since Abramovich's uh, takeover in 2001, yeah. I think? No, 2003. No, he took over in 2001. 2002 was – we couldn't sign nobody. 2003, I think Mourinho came in because we literally, I think, threw, like, fucking millions upon millions to the guy. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, there's that. that. That's pretty good. We're one of five teams to ever win that. Cesar Espiricueta being the first Chelsea player to have won – Every single title possible with Chelsea with that, mm-hmm. which, I mean, is pretty crazy when you think about it. He's won FA Cup, Europa, Champions League, uh, Community Shield, uh, EFL, uh, Super Cup. He's won everything, which, I mean, good. I'm happy. Sure. We won. I mean, some people say it's shit. Some other people say it doesn't matter. Some people say it's important. I, to me, it's a title. At the end of the day, it's a final. It's a, a it's a winning mentality. Getting into that winning mentality, especially end of the month, we can win another title. We can win the EFL against the Liverpool, which I don't have much hope, hope for. As, as I've said before, to me, Liverpool is a better team. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Anyways, uh, so aside from the EP, I, I just want to get into the EPL. Biggest game I really want to talk about is, uh, I mean, obviously, Manu. Uh, why do I want to talk about Manu? Because it's something weird that's, kind of transpiring a man because last year they were known as like the comeback kings uh they'll always be down one nothing at half always and then everyone would be like oh they're gone blah 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 and then second half edison cavani for some reason would always score 
they'll always come back. They were the comeback kings last year. They would never end up losing in yeah, the, in the second true. half. And, uh, I mean, recently, it's been the total opposite. Recently, Man U come up with the lead at half, and then they just shit the bat in, second, in the second half, which is quite embarrassing, especially with Man U, which I've said before is supposed to have this winning mentality. And speaking of this winning mentality, Zlatan even came out and said that he was surprised that when he went to such a big team like Man U, he was expecting winning features, winning mentality, winning – but he just went there, and it was literally just there. Were, it was literally just a business. Like that's how it was run. That's what. It, that's the feeling he had. Uh, he obviously didn't. He obviously didn't like it. Obviously, as Zlatan is probably one of the most competitive players out there. Uh, but uh, I mean, look. Even last week, there was rumors coming out that uh, what is it? Manu players aren't happy with Ralph Ragnick's uh, training sessions. Apparently, uh, it's too old fashioned. It's Quote, apparently, from what I've heard, there's too many 11 v 11s. Which, I mean, I was listening to analysts on, uh, I mean, ESPN FC, not the best thing to listen to, but I mean, there's still some credit, credit, uh, credibility to them. Some, like, yeah. <laughs> you want, if you want to, if you want to practice tactics, I mean, the best way to do that is 11 v 11 because that's a game scenario. I mean, fuck you yeah. doing complaining. Like, if that's the actual thing, because as, as I say before, there's a bunch of leaks coming out of Manu, which is embarrassing. There's also a leak that they're calling their assistant manager, Ted Lasso, which if you guys don't know, Ted Lasso is basically a movie that's like, it talks about like this American coach that has no idea anything, like yeah. has no football <laughs> IQ whatsoever. And he comes to England and coaches a team, which is kind of insulting because you're kind of, saying that like your assistant manager doesn't know anything about football and like when your assistant coach at man you it's kind of embarrassing and plus it kind of comes out as like the fuck you doing blaming your assistant coach who gives a fuck but that's like, it exactly like, if, gives a if, shit. if if you're criticizing your assistant manager there's some really really deep problems on the team mm. really deep problems no doubt uh i mean Every it's like I don't want to talk about Manu. It's kind of getting boring, but it's like every single week stuff are just coming out. It's just but that's the thing, right? Coming out, that's we, coming out. We don't want to, but they give us the ammunition, so it's like, yeah. wait, what do you want? We can't and do anything. And it's not just us, hey? Like that's the thing, right? So for anyone listening in, it's it's not just us. No, like, you, you you listen to other pundits and everything. Everyone is basically doing the same thing. Like yeah. Manu is giving everyone the ammo ammo to just keep going after them. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And even last week with the Mason Greenwood accident, oh, I forgot. Oh, we never even talked about this. Uh, I don't know if some of you guys might be aware, some of you not, might not. Uh, Mason Greenwood, Man United winger, striker, mostly winger, but play striker. Some oh, who knows? Um, he was accused of uh, sexual assault, something like, around those rents, allegedly, because apparently it's not confirmed yet. But I mean, it has, but it hasn't. Who knows what's going on? But uh, that also doesn't really help the team. Um, I mean, Mason Greenwood, I remember last year, Man U fans were telling me how he's the best English kid coming out, blah, 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 better than Foden, better than Mount, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but, I mean, look, it's another career. I mean, I don't know how he's going to come back from that. It's uh, it's kind of it's, it's severe. And 
Manu took out all of his merchandise. Adidas is in, a, is in his – he's not an – I think Adidas or Nike player, one or the other. And uh, whoever owns a Mason Greenwood shirt, shirt can literally go trade in for a new one. Even though it's an old shirt, and like from four years ago, you can still trade in for a brand new shirt, which we're good which on Manu. crazy, actually. It's crazy, bro. You know what? You know how much that is? You know how many people? You know how many people have a Mason Greenwood shirt? Like this guy, this kid's hype was high, mm. and then for Nike, no, Adidas to come in and be like, "Yeah, you guys can come in and just switch your shirts for free." It's kind of like it tells you a lot because it's a lot of shirts, man. But look, Manu one one. Uh, first half they played really good. I'll first half they played really good. I'll give it to them. They they were. Dominant first half, but second half was just Southampton. I don't know how Southampton didn't win. Uh, Armando, I don't know if you guys know Armando Broja, uh, Chelsea Loney, May Maguire just two or three times, man, in the second half. Like you can tell Maguire has no confidence whatsoever. And my thing is, how do you not at this point? You got to realize that, like, this your man, new captain is like, it's not working. Bench him for a bit. Take out the armband. Take the eyes off him for a bit because it's just every single week you have these low lights coming out of the guy. It's just ruining his career. <laughs> it's ruining his... Man- no, but, like, I would laugh too, but it's kind of like, at this point, I just feel bad for the guy. Like, is he a good center back? Yes. I will say he's a good center back when he has his confidence, but right yeah, now it's exactly. just shambles, man. And, like, I'm... They're not taking out his armor because apparently they don't want to ruin his confidence. But it's like, at the end of the day, bro, it's still a fucking, what, he's like, what, 25-year-old professional football player. If he's yeah. going to cry about a captain's armband, like, for fuck's sake, he costed you $80 million. Like, if he's going to cry about that, like, get the, like, no. Like, the sensitivity that we have with these players nowadays, it's just, I get it. Players do have feelings. Yes, I'm not saying you can bash the guy. But no, but at some point, you got to realize this guy's going to pay millions. And this one guy literally has is literally holding while well, these players are literally have in their grasp the jobs of assistant managers, managers, kit guys. True. It's these guys represent more than just the player itself, they represent the club. And if you're gonna be like, Oh, you gotta no, he's not playing good, he's not playing good, get the fuck out of there. It's just how it is, how it should be. Anyways, anyways, it's just it's just shambles. It's it's at this point it's kind of embarrassing. It's whatever, man. I just to me it was funny at first, but now it's like, yo, I grew up watching Manu and Chelsea be like total rivals. Like Chelsea versus Manu was like the game. It was like Man United was the team. Sir Alex Ferguson, you had Scholes, you had Kiggs, you had Rooney, you had Ronaldo back in the day. You had it was all everybody. <laughs> and then now it's like the fuck. Anyways, anyways, and it's not just now. It's been like six, seven years. Anyways, anyways. Well, was basically since Fergie left. The moment Fergie left, that was it. Yeah, but then even when Mourinho, Mourinho, they were okay. Like, I don't know why people were bashing Mourinho at Manu. They were, it was literally the only, that was the last time I remember them playing exciting football. Then, and, and and that's saying a lot, eh? Because we all know how Mourinho loves to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Moyes came in, Van Gaal came in, uh, Ole came in, and Ralph came in. And at some point, bro, when you had four managers, you got to realize the manager is not the problem. It's the players. But yeah. what can you do? I mean, if you're kind of trying to protect your captain's feelings, oh, oh, we don't want to break his confidence. You're doing worse putting it under. Like, everybody's watching him get fucking cooked by a eight uh, by a twenty one a twenty year old, and like he got too. cooked. <laughs> and 
And I want to talk about other games. I like, keep getting uh, heated, people. I'm, I'm pissed because, yo, it's, it's embarrassing at this point. It's the sensitivity we have for players. It's just embarrassing. I'm sorry. It's just whatever. Anyways, I want to talk about Everton Leeds. Lampard, fantastic job. What a game by Everton. I will say they, they dominate 3 nothing. is not – the score shouldn't be 3 nothing. this game – Five nothing, six nothing. Would not be surprised. They played so great. Uh, Van de Beek looked amazing. Uh, Deliani, when he got subbed in, made some two or three beautiful passes that Cavalier couldn't finish and Richardson couldn't finish. Uh, I mean, they played amazing. Leeds United, even respect to Leeds and Bielsa, they never stopped. Bielsa, what am I saying? Bielsa got fired. Uh, <laughs> Leeds, they didn't give up, but. Everton just outclassed them. It was just super football. I texted Sanji in the morning. It was this was before the right before the uh, Chelsea game. Superb game, superb game from Everton. Uh, Everton fans giving them a standing ovation at half and at full time. Uh, Franklin Lampard is doing a great job. I mean, they've played three games, two games. They scored seven. Wait, let me think. Seven, eight goals in three games, which is kind of mind-boggling compared to what they. They were before, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, look, respect to them. They lost the, the last loss was against Newcastle, which they did play bad. But last two out of three games, I've watched very impressed. Uh, great job, Lampy Lampard. I told you guys it's gonna be exciting football with Lampard. But the problem with Lampard is that you're either gonna win or you're gonna lose. It's there's no like one nothing. It's either two three nothing win or two three nothing lose. Like that's how it is with Lampard. Like yeah, he just gives much. you the extremes, which. As a football fan, it's exciting, but it isn't. Man, it is. uh, Man City, Norwich, not really get into it. Man City just did their thing. Ryan Stone with a penalty, with a hat-trick penalty in like the 90th minute or something. Uh, I mean, for nothing, it was just Man City being Man City. Nothing interesting. Uh, Liverpool, Burnley, too. I mean, one nothing, but uh, I mean, this for some reason, Burnley has this thing of just I don't know where they just have these games. That's like they <laughs> did they play exceptional. I wouldn't say exceptional, but they played really good. But deliver. Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, one nothing makes sense just on if you look at chances that were created. Yes, if you look at shots, yeah, shots. Burnley has one more shot, but it was very just a lot of wrong long range shots, a lot of bluff shots. Liverpool had two or three chances they could have finished. Uh, but didn't, but look, one nothing, they'll take it, but we'll stay up top two. They still are technically contenders, even though there's no title race anymore, which is sad. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, West Ham, Leicester, 2-2 makes sense. West Ham played okay. Uh, both teams played okay. Uh, I was expecting it to be more of an interesting game, which it was interesting. It was pretty solid, uh, but... Uh, 2-2 makes sense. They both had their chances. They both made a lot of mistakes. Uh, West Ham having a cat kicker on their team. I mean, that kind of doesn't help, but look, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Chris Zuma, my boy, ex-Chelsea player. Love him. Gaga has a six-pack as a back. But yeah. Uh, but I, great game from it. 2-2. Was expecting more, but it was still a decent game. I'll give it to them. Newcastle continue with their winning ways. Uh, they're out of relegation zone and looks they somewhat look like a team that's not a relegation team. But uh, this one, I honestly I didn't watch the full game, I just watched the highlights. But I mean, it's one nothing, there wasn't much to it. 
I mean, the highlights were, I think, like, two minutes long I watched. There's there's literally nothing. I think it was, like, three shots I saw. <laughs> I mean, whatever. They came up with the win. They're out of relegation zone. They beat a very good Aston Villa team, which I really, I really like. I, even though they're kind of a slump now, Jared is kind of losing it a bit. But, I mean, look, Aston Villa, you don't really expect them to be on top tier team. They're Aston Villa. Uh, and then honestly, I just want to, the last game I really want to talk about is Tottenham and Wolves. Why do I want to talk about this game? Because it's, I, I know why, <laughs> I know why we had this discussion. <laughs> it's, it just, it's not, I don't, I don't get it. Cause the team's good. They have talent. You can see they have talent. It's just with the system, you can see Conte's systems there. But it also isn't there. It's like they, they're playing it, but it's just they don't have, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you see the systems there. You see Conte is there. You see he's trying. It's just not working with the players he has. I don't know if it's the players he's had. I don't know if it's the just the players don't want to put that effort in. It's just, I mean, this game, is it was it one-sided? No. Not at all. Uh, Tana played possession as usual. Not as usual, but I mean, they had possession. But again, final third, that's all it came down to, which is weird to say when you have Lee, supposedly the best English striker, or like I think people are calling him like top five stri- English strikers of all time. And then he couldn't, he, he couldn't finish for shit. He had, I think, two free kicks that like were abysmal. Uh, and then you had, I remember at one point he had a chance in front of the netting, just like, I think I would have scored that. And then he just fluffed it. He had wide open space, open, should have scored, just fluffed it. And look, respect to Wolves. They had their chances. They scored early. Mm-hmm. Uh, they killed the cat. They killed it off early, which good for them. Uh, Wolves, they're always been that team. That's kind of like it's, one game. They'll be exceptional. And then next game they'll be blah. Which it's I'm expecting. equivalent to Sassuolo. That's literally yeah, what yeah. they are. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I would say Sassuolo's more bright. Nah, when I say Brighton, nah, I would nah. say Brighton. I, I, I think they would fit under Wolves. No, because Wolves don't really, I, they do be big teams, especially Liverpool. They're the only team that really cause Liverpool problems, which is weird. <laughs> but I mean, look, the Tottenham, you see the system is there, but it's just not working. And if it's the players, I mean, look, I, I'm. I thought Conte was going to get back a lot more during January. I was expecting a lot more moves from them. Oh, yeah, for sure. But but from what we've been reading, it's not it's not a case of they weren't going for it. It's more that nobody wanted to come. Mm. Why is that? I mean, Spurs pretend like they're this big team, but honestly, nobody knows Spurs. Spurs haven't won shit, which <laughs> I honestly don't understand how they're considered top six. Okay, yes, they finished top six. But they haven't won shit. It's like, why are they considered like a top English side when they straight up haven't won shit? Okay, because that Harry Kane, big fluff. Like, who's still I mean, there for some reason? Because they don't want to let him go. He this series, this guy's either gonna. I mean, he's not gonna Man City because they just signed the Alvarez. But I mean, last summer it was that was like the transfer that was gonna happen and just never happened. Levi was literally like, "Not nah, you're not going anywhere because." He knows as soon as Kane goes, this seems just gonna be a mediocre team at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Like Harry Kane to me is like he's pretty overrated to me. 
Uh, it's a typical English striker, like English player. It's like they're all English players are just overhyped most of the time, which I mean, sure. I mean, you could say that because of because they're English or whatever. But look, <laughs> uh, Tottenham, it's just I don't know, man. They have a lot of work to do. And as you said before, Conte wasn't expecting it to be this hard. Uh, because they just look really, really blah. They they don't look bad, but they don't look good. They look. They're very definitely just blah. not used to doing this amount of work. That's what it comes down oh, to. There's no, no. You can tell. You can tell that it's either they're exhausted, or you just don't want to put in the work. It's one or the other. The only player, the only player I give respect to, the only player that was actually out there that game, which I really and I've said this before, I really like this guy. It's Cesenyon. Sessegnon, I love. He's always been a good. To me, he's he's a he's a world class talent. Mm-hmm. He's what about to be world class talent. So really young. Uh, but I mean, look, he's still too young, and he's not he's he's not gonna carry. He can't carry a team. He's still too young. He's not as experienced yet. Uh, but you can see that Conte is trying to make him into that uh, Victor Moses s type player, which is. Sp- He's trying to make him into Hakimi, quote-unquote. Obviously, talent's not as good. It's obviously. not, yeah. <laughs> of course. Bro, Hakimi's a, what, a, a top two fullback in the world. I still have Luis James as my number one. Bias, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, look, it. Uh, there's a lot of work to do, which, I mean, it's weird to say because they they have good talent. They have good. They have a good team, but it's like... Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, bringing Kulosevsky, I, I fucking hate the guy. Like, I'm, I'm, I, it's actually, I'm actually sad because he has my number 21, which, I mean, I've never liked the guy. Even at Juventus, I've never liked the guy. The guy just looks weird and awkward on the field. I mean, we talk overrated. I think he pretty much fits that bill. No. I, I honestly don't understand Juventus, uh, Tottenham's business this January. Kulosevsky, I can't stand. For some reason, I can't stand. Who's the other guy? Was it Golini they brought in? Oh, no, they brought in Bentak. Wait, who the fuck did they bring in? Yeah, January? wasn't it Bentakur? Yeah, Bentakur. Bentakur, I just... Honestly, I used to hear about him. I don't hear about him anymore. I mean, that's so, I mean, not exactly a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> guys... I don't know, man. Uh, I was expecting him to do a lot more during January, but I think they just... People just didn't want to go. Uh, I mean, we know about the Traore. Well, I mean, Rudiger has... Rudiger apparently rumors has it he they're trying but I mean Rudiger I doubt Rudiger I doubt Rudiger is gonna reject a Chelsea offer and be like yeah you know what Taught, like especially we're offering him 200k apparently mm-hmm. now which I mean credit to him he deserves it from this these last two seasons and like Tottenham's like if Tottenham comes in with like 220 he'll be like yo fuck off yeah, well yeah <laughs> like, no what, kidding what do you want him to do hey, fuck you like what the fuck. 220 even if they offer more money but like yeah but we're not i'm not gonna pay europe i'm not gonna pay in europe next year probably from what it looks like it's like yeah that's kind of seems like that's where it's going yeah and probably imagine harry kane this summer if they don't make europe at all well harry kane harry kane's good as gone i think at this point we can all just confirm it since last summer they're good as gone he's good as gone he you can you can just tell he's not there he you can just tell his head's down constantly he's just not there and is it Conte's fault? Not at all. I think it's since last year he's been like this. Uh, but look, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, Tottenham, it's, it's, I think it's people are starting to realize that Tottenham are really just this like, it's just, 
inflated as, their hype is inflated as hell. It's just there's no reasoning back. There's no reasoning backing their hype, and people are starting to realize that slowly. But sure. Well, I mean, it's about time when you think about it. <laughs> like, my God. Anyways, anyways. So that's on the EPL. If you look at the table, it's uh, to me, it's honestly, as straightforward as it gets for me. The to me, literally the top four battles more interesting than like I think Man U officially is just Man City's what nine points clear. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, listen, it's, it's Liverpool can probably cut it down, but no, like we've said no numerous way. times, like City will not melt down to the point where someone will catch no, up. No, no, no. Like Head they'll probably never. they'll probably do one hiccup along yeah, the way. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll do one from like exhaustion of fixture list, but it's gonna end there. Yeah, but you say that, but yet. Like, Man City have, like, the deepest... I mean, I don't understand people that say that Chelsea have the deepest team. We don't. Bro, Man City's bench constantly. What, even if they rotate the whole team, their bench is still, like, stacked constantly. You either have... You either have Bernardo Silva on your bench, which, to me, is a world-class midfielder. I would say he's a world-class midfielder. You either have him. You have Rodri. You have Fernandinho, which, yes, he's getting old, but he's still great. You have Kevin De Bruyne, which just... Just four midfielders alone. Those are really top <laughs> ten midfielders in the world. And then you have your top with Sterling, Mares, uh, Sterling, Mares, Jesus, uh, Jesus. Uh, what's the name? Wait, fuck! I'm missing so many players. Give me yeah, a second. Yes, there's an endless a parade of players. Like th- this is what it is. There are so many that we fucking oh, forget who they are. Odin, Grealish, Sterling. Oh my god, I forgot Gundogan in the fucking midfield. Jesus. <laughs> and then their back line, they have Ake, which I've always rated, especially when he was with Chelsea. I've always rated him. They have Stone. They have Laporte. They have Ruben Diaz. That's mm-hmm. their center defense. And they have Kyle Walker, Cancelo. Like, the team's just stupid. And, I mean, deserve they made they made the Prem look like a farmer's league now. It's just, you don't expect them to lose. You don't... Man City, you didn't expect him to win by two goals anymore. You just expect him three, four goals minimum. And this is against big teams against Chelsea. I don't expect less than two nothing against Chelsea. Like straight up, the only reason why we win is because of two more, uh, Thomas Tuchel's uh, system, which I talked about this with Sanj. The only reason why we're so we're winning all these trophies isn't because our team's performing well. It's not because we're performing well. No, 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 no. You watch our games, we don't perform well. It's just the system makes us win games, which is why, to me, Tuchel, ha- to me, he's the best manager in the world because he's taking us places where the team's just not work. And why do I think this? It's because we're always fucking rotating players because we have too many, too many, too many players. And and who who would ever expect someone to say that about their team? <laughs> I mean, it's good to have that, but when you have like, if you have, like, when I think about it, who's our, st- our starting 11? I mean, the only player you can really put, I'll put not even like our midfield. We usually play with a two midfield, and you have Jorginho, Kante, and Kovacic. And like, Kovacic and Kante are always fucking hurt. So I have Jorginho and like somebody constantly rotating. Our fullbacks are probably the only like two players with a goalie, not even our goalie, but we have two fucking starting goalies. <laughs> You have Reese, James, and Chiller. They're probably the only starting 11 players we usually have. And then, thank God, Tuko is actually playing Lukaku every game, which to me is where it's going to start benefiting because mm-hmm. he's going to start building chemistry with the team, which to me is Kalamatsu uh, and Romolo Lukaku's chemistry is 
building very nicely and I really like it. But anyways, and then on top, you always have Havertz, Hudson Odoi, Mount. Uh, yep. You have, I think, six players for literally two positions, which is not working. You can tell the chemistry is not coming. Uh, I mean, to me, right now, the best top three is looking like it's Callum Hudson Odoi, Ziek, and Lukaku, which, like, two weeks ago, you can come ask me, and I'll be like, no, it's Kai Havertz and Mount. And then two weeks before that, I can be like, no, it's Vernon. That's why it's like, it's always changing. Anyways. And it's not a Chelsea pod, but uh, I think that's the difference between Man City and everybody else. Man City, you know, you have that chemistry because Pep is such a great man manager. It's just, I don't know how he did it. It's just all these players are constantly informed and constantly, even Liverpool, they're always informed. You you don't have any players that you're like, oh, he hasn't scored and blah, 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 blah. Except Roberto Firmino because he's not really a goal scoring, even though he scores. His main job isn't to the goal score. His main job is to be a target man for Mane, Salah, and Jota, which, I mean, they constantly score. Especially Salah. It's considered probably the best player on earth right now. Even At though, this moment, yeah, easily. Even though technically Edouard Mendy does have the most titles between literally every single player on this goddamn earth. I mean, okay, I had I had to bring up a chess fair. My bad, my bad. I had to bring it up. But, yeah, it's just... The title's looking like it's... I mean, I'm going to go back to the table. It's Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea. That's how it's going to probably end at the end of the year. And then you have the battle for fourth place that literally nobody wants for some reason. West Ham drawing and losing a bunch. Man U being Man U. Arsenal winning, but also losing. Wolves winning. And then you have Tottenham losing three straight, which is quite surprising. I don't think Conte is... I, I honestly can't remember Conte ever losing three straight. Like... Conte, I mean, with Inter, fuck, Inter, he, he barely Dude, fucking he, lost he, three games. I was going to say, he, you can count on one hand how many times he lost over two years. Jesus like, Christ. It didn't make sense. Even with Chelsea, I think he's he's lost, he lost five games all season with us. Like, like come on. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't make Once he gets on a roll, it's over. It's just like you said, he's coming into a project where I don't at all think he was expecting this kind of shit. No, not at all. Like, there's just no other way to put it. And it's honestly quite embarrassing that you have such, you have, we'll say what, top five, top, top five managers in the world right now, I would say. Oh, yeah. Top five. I'll put, I mean, I have, in my top five, I mean, I wouldn't put Bayern Munich's manager, Nagelsmann, yet, because, like, it's Bayern Munich. They've been dominating forever. It's not like they change. I mean, the team just doesn't change, and because that's what... I mean, who would I put? I would put, I mean, Ancelotti, I wouldn't put in my top. But, yeah, I'll put Ancelotti. I'll put Thomas Hugo for me, the, the best manager. I mean, bias or not, I mean, just all the titles are kind of, like, proving it. And just the way we work. Pep is up there for me. Klopp is up there for me. Yeah, i put Conte top five. Why not? He's, he's but, yeah, and then you have they, and then you have top a top five manager, and then you have like them losing three games in a row, which is I think says a lot about Tottenham. But whatever. Anyways, anyways, we're going on for an hour. I've been going on for thirty minutes about the prem. Uh, How is that exciting, people? It's just football, man. So much to talk about every single week. It's just so much happens, <laughs> which is great. That's why we love football. But that's exactly it, right? It always brings us back to that. It just comes down to this is why we love it. There's just always something to talk about. There's always entertainment behind it. I mean, come on. 
you can't not love it's, it, man. Let's be honest here. <laughs> oh my god, next week we have fucking. Oh my god, man. Well, at least games. next week our schedule gets better. So I mean, I ain't complaining. Our schedule, we still have too many games. Let's fuck it. I mean, we have an easy. No, we have the Champions League next Tuesday, and then we have the EFL next Sunday. Then we have Crystal Palace at the weekend. Our lesser games postponed because of the Champions League because we're just too. We have, we have too many fucking games. Anyways, too many competitions going on. It's a disaster. I mean, bro, the next three weeks, we literally have Prem, Champions League, EFL, and FA Cup. We literally have four competitions going on in the next two weeks. Welcome so, to our hell. My God, Mason Mount got hurt last week. Oh my God, I don't want to get into that. Uh, I'm going to start crying because I thought my Mason Mount getting injured. Because, bro, we all know what the fuck happens when Mason Mount's injured. Anyways, 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 <laughs> anyways. I think we, we, we can put an end to it all right now before people start tripping out. But yeah. uh, that, that, that's it. So, I mean, listen, Inter schedule is getting a little easier. We're meeting Sassuolo. Uh, we have Liverpool on Wednesday. So, I mean, listen, I'm not really... I mean, I, I just hope we give them more for their money. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, that, that's what it comes down to. to. To me, the league is still priority number one. So even if they don't make it, I don't care. I think it benefits us greatly. Even better, yeah. But if we can kind of still give Liverpool a run for their money, why the hell not? You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I, I think we. I think given our schedule, which is not something I kind of thought about originally when it kind of came out to playing Liverpool and stuff, is – now that we got all the insanity out of the way of the tough teams, I think that we have enough depth to really rotate properly and not have to have some crazy worry. But like I said, if we get smoked by Liverpool, listen, I'm not going to complain. I mean, look, but if we can, if we can at least give them some kind of run for their money, that's a win to me. I mean, it kind of helps your first games at San Siro. So, I mean, it's, it's, you guys are going to need some motivation and yeah, nothing yeah. better than... No better motivation than just pumping right in a front of your fans. Team. Yeah, hundred percent. Even if it's a one nothing, it's still that motivation of like, okay, we can fucking do this because yeah, of course, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd I'd be totally happy with that. Like, to 100%. only lose one nothing against a team like Liverpool, bro, is like, you know, good. but that's that's football, right? We're not gonna know. There's you know, there's always amazing storylines that kind of come out of it. So, we'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, like I said, it, it's we have Sassuolo on Sunday, so I'm not that concerned. I, I, I don't know. I guess it's. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Man, a lot's going on. A lot's going on. We're back to football, man. I love it. Afcon's finished. Oh, by the way, Afcon, Edu Mendy, Edu, Edu. Let's go, baby. Edu Mendy. Another title. He's won Champions League, Super Cup, Afcon. Uh, he's won uh, Club World Cup, and he can win EFL. He can with legal. He can only win five titles in a year. In a year, yeah, exactly, which is pretty wild for any, you know, athlete in any sport. Goalie of the year right there, man. He should have been goalie of the year. I'm sorry. Sorry, Donnarumma. <laughs> I know you're, pro- you're definitely not listening to this. I'm sorry, Sanj. I know you're a big <laughs> Italian boy, but, I mean, look. He's he's part of the best team in the world. It's like winning the World Cup. Winning the World Cup, you're literally the best team in the world for the next four years. Like, shoot yeah, up, you can call yourself. Like yeah, you can win the Euros. You can call, if you win the Euros, you're the best team in Europe. Yeah, it's, but good. it's not win, the same. It's not the same. If you win the World Cup, you're the best team in the world. Yeah, and in like you said, world. for for now you can say it for four years. But if FIFA has its way, it's two years, which I'm really not down for. I'll be honest with everyone right now. No, 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 no. it's not something I want at all. I don't no. think a lot of people want it. It's gonna 
just get rid of the whole fizz of the tournament. Yeah, exactly. But obviously FIFA's just doing it for more money because you're opening up the floor to, you know, the US and South America. So I, I don't know. It's it's gonna have a lot of things. I don't think it's gonna happen. I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, listen, well, we'll a discussion for another day, but it seems like yeah. it's kind of going ahead. Uh, but at the sake of, you know, not having people lose their marbles on this podcast, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, definitely, we'll definitely end it there. Uh, Alex, do you have any words of wisdom to see us off? The floor is yours, as usual. When life gives you lemons, uh, make lemon pie. I don't fucking know. Make lemon pie. I don't know. Lemon pie is fire. I had lemon pie. I mean, lemon pie, lemon pie is good, people. Lemon pie is good. No, but, yeah, that's my word of wisdom. When life gives you lemons, make lemon pie. You heard it here, people. Lemon (laughs) pie. Okay? Key to a long, successful life. That pie. Oh, no. No, no, no. Better. When life gives you lemon, make your wife a lemon pie. There you go. Because we all know that a happy wife is a happy life. Hey, that's, I mean, bulletproof. There you go. That's bulletproof on a day like today, people. On Sam and on fucking Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day. I'm clutch for y'all. On Sam <laughs> Valentine's Day. Just call it, the fuck that? Did they just call it Saint Valentine's Day? We'll, we'll let it slide. We'll let it yeah, slide because you yeah, gave no. good advice. All right. There we go. <laughs> okay. Let's go. I'm done. Let's but, go. Uh, as, as per usual, I mean, we'll be seeing everyone again in a week, bar, uh, you know, some crazy activity, which obviously isn't going to happen at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as usual, life may finally be returning back to normal, but, you know, stay safe, stay vigilant. Uh, the mm-hmm. last thing we want is another explosion, which apparently is happening in Halifax. So don't don't take it for granted that life is kind of coming back. You know, there's still something we kind of have to live with and learn. So yep. stay safe. Enjoy your weeks. And enjoy the football, boys. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the weekend of great football. I mean, the weather's taking a turn. Enjoy Champions League. It's a big week, people. Big week. So take it in stride. Enjoy it. Love it. Make sure you tell your loved one you love them because today's the day. Yes, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see you all next Monday. So, ciao a tutti and uh, enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>